You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Goodbye baseball, a walk-off winner for Mitch Hattiger. Swing, line, drive, this game is over! First day, goodbye baseball, Mitch Hattiger ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, how's it going? Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Thanks for being here once again as the Mariners in Milwaukee to take on the Brewers coming up starting tonight. It was uh, a lot of offense over the weekend against Baltimore. Mariners put up some pretty big numbers in the four-game series, taking three of four. In four games, 32 runs, eight a ball game, 42 hits, over 10 a game, eight home runs, and they walked 20 times, which is five a game. Base runners everywhere, runs all over the place. In fact, you look at the home run numbers going into yesterday, they had the most home runs, tied for the most home runs in the month of June in the American League. They have scored the most runs of any team in the American League in the month of June, and they've drawn more walks than any team in Major League Baseball in the month of June. So June has been a very fine month offensively. They will be tested coming up against the Brewers. We'll talk about that in a second, but it's just a massive offense dis- offensive display in the four-game series against Baltimore uh, Malik Smith was just on base constantly in the games. The 1-2. Swung on, ripped into right field, down for a base hit. Charging hard around third is more. He's being waved in. He'll steam home, and the Mariners have added one more. The hit parade continues. Malik Smith, his third hit of the night, drives in a run. Another one on the board for the Mariners. They've doubled up on Baltimore. It is to 6-3 here in the third. Malik Smith, a big series. J.P. Crawford, a big series. The windup and the payoff pitch. Swung on, well hit ball deep to right center field. Going and going. Goodbye, baseball. J.P. Crawford has tied the game at 1-1 with his second home run of the season. And that ball got out of here in a hurry. Santana in the four-game series, or Crawford, rather, in the four-game series in 16 at-bats, eight hits. Also drew a couple walks, homered, six ribbies, a double as well, scored three times. He was all over the place. And Santana benefited the most. He had Smith and Crawford on a ton, and he had a nice series as well. The pitch swung on, fly ball deep into the gap, in left center field, heading out to the pen, going, going, goodbye baseball. Domingo Santana with a home run. His 17th home run of the season. It's now the Orioles. He continued to just add on to his RBI total as well, which is the top in the American League. Uh, Mariners win 5-2 to two, game one. 10-9, a wild one, game two of the series. Dropping game three, eight to four. And then the game on Sunday, eight, uh, 13-3, to three, as the Mariners pound out a ton of runs, a ton of hits, everybody getting into the act. And... Pretty ridiculous 
eight-run inning along the way as they blew this one wide open. Williamson going deep as well. Here's a swing and a drive deep to right field. Sandanter going back, looking up. Goodbye baseball. Back attack, Mac Williamson with a home run the other way. Into the bleachers in right field. Mac Williamson, his third home run of the season since joining the ball club. This one comes with Narvaez aboard. Two more runs are in. It's now the Mariners 12 and the Orioles 2 here in the bottom of the fourth. And J.P. Crawford in the game. Four for four. Four RBIs. Two runs scored. Just an incredible day all the way around. Here's what J.P. Crawford said after the game. Before, I mean, yesterday's in the past, you know. I think beauty about this game, you know, I got tomorrow, you know, I got the next day to, you know, prove people wrong, you know, I got the next day to, you know, try, try something new. So today was a good day. Two hits in one inning, that doesn't happen every day. How good was that inning, just kind of keep things going? Oh, yeah, I mean, Alex started us off. You know, we had a good A-B to get a walk, and, you know, we just kept the train rolling. Everyone contributed. You know, everyone put together good A-Bs today. Where do you feel right now? You've had a couple pretty good games here in a row in the last, the last couple days here. Oh, yeah, the timing. My timing's been good, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm not missing my pitches to hit. I mean, that's the biggest thing. You know, I mean, you're getting a little funky, start fouling off pitches, you should be hitting, and just uh, not get out of your approach and stick to it, sticking to it. How was your approach in that first inning? Uh, honestly, I hit the ball right back up the middle. <laughs> it's that approach every time, and, and I, got, I was on time and put a good swing on it. What does that feel like in a clubhouse when everybody's streaming together hits like that? Oh, it's definitely fun. I mean, you can feel the vibe is different in here, you know, after a good win like that, and hopefully we can keep it rolling. How big of a confidence boost has been the top of the lineup, you, Alex, Domingo, the way you guys are all hitting right now to be able to set the table and get things rolling up top like that here recently? Well, yeah, it's definitely a good thing, you know. Just uh, set the tone early in the ball game. You know, Alex does that more than half the time, so... Having him do that still second, you know, makes my drop a lot easier. And then Domingo and Bogle we'll back, drive him in, drive us in, and yeah, then we go. What's this opportunity been for you, Mike, for you? I mean, it's just kind of just a fresh start this whole season, a chance to show what you can do here. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think I just, I'm just getting the chance to play and, you know, I'm making the best of it, just not trying to do too much. When you were down in Tacoma earlier in the season, how much of a focus oh, really? was using more of the field with the plate and being a little less poor-oriented? Um, yeah, I would say that's the approach. You know, you get away from that, you get away from your swing, and it causes a little loop in my swing. And, you know, just to work hard to get back at it and using the whole field, and definitely plays a lot better. Thank you. Can I ask you another one? Um, you talked about about a week ago, and, you know, you just don't want to hit the ball too hard. You're not going out there trying to. Is that trying to keep you out of the pool and a little more? Yes, it, uh, it allows my hands to work through the zone and out the zone instead of pulling off of it. So just uh, try to hit the ball back up the middle every time, no matter if it's inside or outside. You know, you always want to keep your hands going forward instead of around. When did you make that adjustment? Um... That's a great question. I'm, I'm really not too sure. You've done that for <laughs> a while? Or? Yeah, it's more of a field thing, I would say. Just, um, you know, getting out of the pole, you know, sitting inside trying to hook balls, trying to hit homers, and that's when I get into a little funk. So. Yeah, you know you can hit them, but you at your best at the plate, what do you see yourself as right now? What was that? You at, the, you at your best at the plate, what do you see yourself as? Um, hand the ball over shortstop for doubles and up the middle for base hits. That's me. That's my game. That's all I try to do. Well, what he's doing right now is working. He is on a nice roll. Here's what Scott Service said after the game. 
Yeah, we uh, we hit some balls in the right spots. Uh, we certainly didn't scorch all the balls in the big ace run inning, but um, you know found found some holes, had some good at bats. Uh, nice ball game uh, for us offensively. Um, you know, want to get out and, and win this series, and you know have a positive home stand, uh, which which we were able to do. Uh, I thought Kikuchi today kind of a. A strange day for him, and the fact that I think it ta- took him a while to get get going. Um, certainly, when we put the the big lead up there, that he he calmed down and, and really was much more uh, aggressive after that. But uh, uh, through some good changeups today, it was probably the one thing that stood out uh, for me. It's a pitch that you know he's he's working with, tinkering with. Uh, you know, it's a, it's an effective pitch against their lineup, um, and they went to it today later in the ball game. Thought I'd see some really good ones. So uh, positive there, got him a win. Um, you know, and. You know the win is the win, and but it's a big deal to the pitchers. And, and uh, you know, obviously our offense helped them out today, and you know, nice way to, to wrap up the homestand. Were you worried you were going to lose them there for a second after the block? And uh, uh, yeah, there was a lot of things going on there that inning. You know, you say has a habit, and we talked about it. Way back in spring training, uh, pointed out by umpire and Cruz that you know he'll stand with both feet on the rubber, kind of engage with the rubber, then he'll turn to kind of get in his normal stretch position. And uh, you know nobody's called it all year. Um, they call it today. We go out and because you know the language barrier, want to make sure he understood uh, what he was doing. So uh, as I headed out uh, with Justin, I was quickly informed that we'd already made a visit and uh, uh, a good feel uh, by the umpire and crew because um, it was long inning and a lot going on there. So. We really couldn't run anybody out to tell him. Um, he figured it out. He knew what he was doing and, and made an adjustment after that. In the five walks, uh, you know, you're working on some stuff there. Yeah, uh, that's not ideal. Uh, he was able to work through it today. Uh, but, uh, you know, double play balls helped him a little bit. Just, the, you know, the command consistently. And, you know, sometimes you try to go out and try to be a little bit too perfect on the edges, ball one, ball two. And a number of at-bats, too, it was ahead 0-2. Get back into three-two, and then foul ball, foul ball, then walk them. So um, it's hard to survive uh, in the big leagues walking five five guys in a game and get through six innings. So he was fortunate today. Uh, it's something that's going to tighten up. JP having a day like today. I guess what his his growth. I guess over the last month at the plate. Uh, JP's in a really good spot. I thought he was playing great before he had the the setback with the ankle injury, and he came back and has not missed a beat. Uh, very confident. Uh, it was a good idea the strike zone, um, you know. And, and I think you know when he juiced that ball for the home run in the first inning, you kind of had a feeling he might have a big day. Uh, but the quality of the bat's been really, really good. Um, you know, he and Malik's at the top of our lineup. They're on base almost all day today, and it creates so many opportunities and what those guys can do. But really happy where, where JP's at and where he continues to grow forward with him. And I just like his demeanor, how he's carrying himself on the field, and it's been really good. You mentioned the strike zone, Ken, kind of knowing it. I guess as good as the swing was on the home run, how, how impressive is a swing like that to take it to left field there later on? Really, very, very impressive. Uh, yeah, he can cover pitches all over the plate, all over the zone. Um, he's got power. I mean, he's not really filled out yet into his man muscles, like I like to call them. But uh, he's going to continue to get stronger, and you know, the balls will jump out of the park. That's not a concern uh, with him. It's more of the quality at bat and using the whole field, and he continues to do that. How much of a difference does it make that he gets a chance to play every day, where maybe he didn't in situations he was in before? I think it's huge. Uh, again, this season's about opportunity for young players and, and going forward. And, and we certainly gave up a good player uh, to get uh, J.P. Crawford. But where he's at in his development, his age, it's huge. Just let him go out there, let him play, you know, and learn. 
Uh, that's what it's about. There's going to be some failures. There's going to be some rough games along the way. But I think what we're starting to see is this a guy that will really be a big part of our future going forward. And the fact that he's in the middle of the field at shortstop is huge. It's really, really big. What did he get in that time at AAA? With us? Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, he didn't, you know, offensively in spring training, I uh, didn't see the consistency in using the whole field. Uh, to hit. We saw in spring training, there was a lot of balls pulled. Uh, you know, again, coming to a new organization, sometimes you try to do a little too much. Uh, but I know the focus there once he got to AAA and they sat down with him is, is try to, you know, flatten out his swing plane a little bit and, and not get so pull orientated where he's cutting across it and stay through balls and use the middle of the field and ultimately left field. <laughs> There's hits out there too. There's a lot of them. And he's figured that out. He's got Domingo with another nice catch in right field. He looks like a different Player. Totally different player. Two really good catches. The one in the wall and the other one kind of slicing away from him. Um, yeah, he's a different animal out there. He's as comfortable as his reads on balls, his first step, uh, his angles. It's really, really good. You know, it's been a huge difference. What, what did you see with the two new relievers being able to roll them out right away today? Well, like, you know, we had the lead was great. So we can take a look at, you know, Mike Wright's been with us, but Mike, you know, we had him stretched out in AAA. Uh, nice to see him attacking the strike zone. Uh, never seen Karasidi before like that a lot. Um, he's got a different pitch with the split finger. Um, it's a real weapon for him, and um, you know, be interesting to see how those guys, you know, work into our mix going forward. But uh, yeah, anytime you get them, these guys back up here, get them in the game right away, it's it's always a good thing. There was a skipper uh, coming up in a couple of minutes. Shannon Dreher, a chance to catch up with George Kirby, the first-round draft pick for the Mariners. He was by over the weekend, and Rick has a nice conversation with Dylan Moore, so that comes up in a couple of minutes as well. Interesting road trip for the Mariners, playing two really good teams, not playing their best baseball at the moment. Milwaukee, they've won two in a row, but three and seven in their last ten, but they pack a serious punch offensively, having a great year, 42-36. and 36. Just a game back of the Cubs in the Central for first place. And then the Astros, the three games after that over the weekend, 49-30, 19 games above, but they just dropped seven in a row before snapping that losing streak. So it's going to be interesting starting with Milwaukee starting tonight. Milwaukee, as you know, have... Well, Kristen Yelich having one of the best seasons in Major League Baseball, really having a ridiculous season again, 29 home runs already, 63 RBI, 17 stolen bases, batting 342 with a 435 on base percentage. I mean, it's video games right now for Yelich, and he's the one that you just do not want to let beat you. Moustakas has chipped in 22 home runs, having a nice year. Grandal having one of the best catcher seasons of anyone in baseball, 17 long balls, a 384 on base percentage. So, And they have some pop up and down the lineup. But man, the one you have to watch, Kristen Yelich, who has been just dynamite this year, coming off of his MVP season. He has not slowed down at all. So the matchup tonight, Marco Gonzalez will take the ball. Zach Davies will go in game one. 5-10 first pitch. Tomorrow, 5-10 as well. Wade LeBlanc, probably an opener in that one. Uh, Brewers have not announced their starter. And then game three on Thursday, 11-10, day baseball, leak. And that one has not been announced yet either. So should be fun. We'll see what happens the next few days against the Brewers. Right now, let's hand it over to Shannon Dreyer, a chance to catch up with the Mariners' first-round uh, draft pick, George Kirby. Shannon Dreyer here in the dugout, catching up with one of the newest Mariners, George Kirby, number one pick for the team in the recent draft. And George... Take me back to draft day, and I, I cannot imagine 
what it is like sitting there knowing that your dream is about to be realized. Somebody's going to call your name. How did that all unfold for you? Uh, so I had a lot of friends and family in my house. Um, prior to the draft, I uh, had a FaceTime with Scott Hunter and uh, Annie McKay. Um, I didn't know they were going to take me at that, uh, later that night, but uh, just really exciting to have um, my name p- called and uh, have all friends and family with me. So it was a good day. <laughs> now you're at the park. You see the field. You saw the field last week. What do you think when you look out at a big league field right now? Uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, Hopefully I could be here in a couple years, um, get the chance to play. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot nicer than I expected. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad. Tell me what's happening at the Elon baseball program. Yeah, we had uh, four guys picked up this year. Um, last couple of years we've been pretty good. Our uh, pitching's been great. Um, we've been hitting a lot better. Um, and we got a lot of new guys coming in this year as freshmen. So um, the coach has been doing a great job recruiting, um, and we're putting our name back on the, the world again, so it's good to see. How'd they get you? Why were you attracted to that school? Uh, I just wanted a great balance of school um, and play a great Southern schedule. Um, and I wanted an opportunity to play uh, and compete as a freshman, um, and I thought it was just a great fit for me overall. The coaches were great. Um, the campus is awesome. So. It worked out well. What was the highlight of your college career? Uh, when I was a freshman, uh, our junior, Robbie Wellhaft, threw a no-hitter, actually. That was probably one of my the, the coolest moments. Uh, it was the first weekend, his first outing, and uh, he pitched awesome. And just being able to experience that, um, when your teammates feel to go out and throw the first no-hitter in uh, college that year, that was pretty awesome. Um yeah, I'd say that was probably one of my favorite moments, honestly. How'd you guys celebrate that? Um, I mean, uh, we went out and everything. Uh, coaches were pretty happy. Uh, party in the locker room, I guess. But uh, <laughs> overall, it was, it was pretty sweet. Outstanding. Who would you say or how would you characterize yourself as a pitcher now as opposed to when you first walked into Elon? Yeah, um, I think mentally I just matured a lot. Um all the experience playing the Cape and um, being able to face college batters just mentally just give me more confidence. Um, and over the years, I've been able to control the zone a lot better uh, with all my pitches, and that's just helped me uh, be the pitcher I am today. So um, a lot of work during the week. Um, thankful for my coaches that helped me get here. So, yeah. Give me the self-scout. What are you throwing right now? Uh, fastball, curveball, slider, changeup. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the control of the zone has been ridiculous. The numbers that you put up your senior year. How much is that stuff? How much is that approach? How much is that mentality? Yeah, um, a lot of it's I'd say just mentality. Uh, working through the week, um, looking at film and uh, seeing what I got to do that day when I'm on the mound. Uh, weight room and everything just trying to get me ready for the for the next start uh just mechanically it just clicked for me this year i was able to just command the zone the whole year and uh not give up a lot of free bases so it was it was pretty fun you gave up six walks last year i mean what happened when you gave one up did you have to step off the mound and think for a second no uh (laughs) most of the walks i had were borderline calls uh but um, just had to bear down the next batter. Um, 
and just go from there. So. That's fantastic. So you're not afraid of contact either. Not no. only to get the strikeouts, you're okay with contact. Yeah, just early in the count, you got to um, pound the zone, and once you get two strikes, just uh, try and work out of the zone. And um, if I go behind, I do. I come back in the zone pretty well. So uh, yeah, I'm not afraid to throw it down the middle or just. Most of the time, guys won't hit it, so um, just got to focus on command the zone and command out of the zone when you need to. Who's a pitcher that you looked up to when you were growing up and saying, hey, I think I want to be a pitcher? Who's somebody that you've studied? Uh, no one in particular, but I just I like watching Verlander and DeGrom. Those are two uh, workhorses. They're Verlander over the years is uh, just I feel like he's getting better every year. And DeGrom, he's one of the best guys in the league right now. Um, all of his pitches are pretty nasty. Uh, he's just really fun to watch. Both of them are really fun to watch. Yeah, they certainly are. What you major in in school? Project management. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. Lastly, you just had the opportunity to sit down with Scott's service. What was that experience like for you? That was awesome. Uh, gave me a lot of good advice. Uh, asked me a lot of questions. Being able to do that, it's, it's really awesome. And uh Looking forward to uh, helping the team maybe in a couple of years. So. It's fantastic to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And that was number one pick, George Kirby. And here's Rick with Dylan Moore. Rick's Tips brought to you by our friends at Jack's Grill. Jack's with three locations in Issaquah, West Seattle, and Laurelhurst. A chance to visit with young Mariners infielder, shortstop, second baseman, third baseman, Dylan Moore. Dylan, thanks a lot for being our guest. And what was it like, you know, your first Major League appearance came uh, against uh, the Oakland A's in the Tokyo Dome. That had to be a lot of fun. Uh, in Japan, it was really cool. I, I never thought in my wildest dreams I would make my Major League American baseball debut in Japan. So that, that was that was definitely special. Like most infielders, did you start off at shortstop? Were you always a shortstop, then moved to third base? Yeah, I got really good at shortstop. And, you know, they say if you could play shortstop, you're, you could, you're pretty much athletic enough to play the other the other two, three positions uh, in the infield. So, um, you know, I knew my versatility was going to be a big role in, in, in my moving up the up the ladder in the minor leagues, and so I knew that if I can, if I was able to learn other positions, I, my value would spike. What's the transition like? Uh, what's it like been for you moving from shortstop to third base? It's nothing crazy. You know, you're just a little bit. The reaction time's obviously a little less, and, yeah. and your movements are maybe a little a little shorter and quicker. Um, you don't have the luxury of getting a couple steps before the ball gets to you. Sometimes. Reading the ground ball. That's right, yeah, reading yeah. the ground ball, getting around it, going to first. And so you kind of just have to, you know, be an athlete over there and, 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 you know, get your glove in front of the ball and catch the ball and throw to first, yeah. you know. What's the most fun part of the job over there at uh, third base? Because they call it the hot corner for a reason that ball does get to you in a hurry. Yeah, I think it's I, – I really like it, man. I, I, it's like one of those things where it's unexpected. Anyone can hit you the ball at any time, and it's, it's going to come. Yeah. It's going to come. It's going to be a rocket. And then, you know, the guys can break it bad, and you're going to have to make a running play. And it's one of those things I just love watching, you know, the guys like Matt Chapman and Nolan Arenado play. And I, oh, I, I, I kind of like to resemble my game – you know, to them, and, and if I can be, you know, half as good as they are, you know, I'll have a pretty good. What is the toughest play over there at third base? Oh boy, <laughs> the toughest non-ground ball is you got to go back like a like maybe like oh, a, yeah. a lefty jam shot that goes and it's it's curving curving over you towards the stands, and you got to you kind of your you're going to the right side, and your gloves. Yeah, it's, that, that's a hard one. <laughs> and trying to keep your eyes on the ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, your head's bobbing up and down and everything, but. I don't know the the ground balls. 
it really you can make them hard by not moving your feet and 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 Bone and I have worked on this a lot and it's, it's you just gotta you kind of just gotta get behind everything and, and use your feet if you try to rely too much on your arm if you don't have a really really good one it's gonna be a tough to make some of those plays some of those backhand kind of cold glove plays what's the most fun play for you to make over there at third base uh, the running, kind of like the bunt, yeah, maybe like some something running in, and you got to be quick and 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 throw it throw it to first. I mean, I, I I think of all of them as fun. I mean, the the ground ball right at you, that's 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 the routine ground ball is also really fun because you're just you know you're out there playing baseball. So I mean, yeah, the the flashier plays are fun if you if you got to make the play though. You can't make them too. You got to make try to make everything as routine as possible, but. Visiting with Dylan Moore here on Rick's Tips, talking about playing third base. And, Dylan, we have a gold glove third baseman here in Kyle Seeger. How much have you talked with Kyle about playing that position? Uh, a couple times, yeah. We, we In spring training, we, we took around balls together a lot. And, you know, I like to pick his brain, obviously. He's, he's, he's obviously a really good, established uh, big league third baseman. And I'm trying to I'm trying to do the same for myself. If, yeah. you know, if, not, if not there, then another position. But, you know, he's, he's – if, if I can't, you know – describe to him what I want I just I'll just watch him because he's very easy you know you just watch what he does and you kind of just learn from how he moves and how he plays the position it's just yeah it's very very easy to to see what he does and kind of emulate what he does it's fun to watch it's a tough position kid comes up to you Dylan says Mr. Moore I want to play third base what do you tell him reps you just got to do reps I mean it's one of those things where as a young kid you just got to go out there and play you can't focus too much on on mechanics yeah stuff like that I mean I think these days you know with all the social media and everybody wants to be a coach I think that sometimes we get lost in in, in the shuffle of, of technicalities and we just yeah. want to just let the kids play and, and if you see something minor I mean just obviously learn learn shortstop if you can play shortstop really well you can play the other positions really well and, and then that opens up opportunities for you so I would just say I would just say just just take some reps I'd probably hit him some ground balls and you know we'd have some fun out there but <laughs> That's what I, I would do. You said the key word. Best advice, go out there and have a good time. Have some fun. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You can't, can't take yourself too seriously, even though, you know, we're in a bigger park and it's, yeah. it's this T-Mobile Park in Seattle and it's huge. But, you know, you're just going out there, you got to have fun. I mean, the minute you start taking it too seriously is the minute you stop having fun and, you know, you don't want to come to the ballpark and not have fun. So That's a great idea. Whether you're eight years old or a big leaguer like yourself, Dylan, thanks a lot for the visit here on Rick's Tips. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Mariners third baseman Dylan Moore, our guest here on Rick's Tips, brought to you by our friends at Jack's Grill. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.